The architects of the Build Back Better Society are guiding various governments on ways to create efficient registration and compliance systems for things like a person's sexuality, credit score, criminal record, gun license status, and more. We've seen this advance tremendously through the pandemic, but not as much as the powers that be had hoped. What will happen next to advance this cause that's putting us on a fast track toward the prophesied mark of the beast? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Into the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We look forward to talking with you today. We're specifically going to focus on the Build Back Better Society, Doug. Yeah. So should people get their aluminum hat, uh, aluminum foil hats? Well, you know, Vince, I mean, really, we've talked about some crazy things in the last few weeks that all kind of stem back to the World Economic Forum. You know, we talk about uh, the transhumanism. We've talked about how they they wanted to have a crisis that would allow them to be able to eliminate companies that wouldn't play ball with the World Economic Forum and to build companies up that would. Uh, so I think this is just another one of those stories that you hear about and you just say, what else are they up to? So, yeah, and... and- I, I, th- I think we could rewind the clock about a year or so. Yeah, absolutely. And look at some of the stuff we were talking about and even go further back. Yeah. I often reference the um, In the Mind of the Antichrist book that Irvin wrote. I think it was in the late 90s. And he's talking about, you know, a time where you walk into the store and you just fill up your cart and walk out. You don't have to go through the cashier. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounded crazy back then. Yeah, absolutely, it did. I remember when self-checkout happened. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a thing as young as I am, even when I was a kid. This is a yeah. fairly new technology that, that that we're using here in America and around the world. Mm-hmm. I remember when it came in, and I thought, this is I'm not going to be able to get married. This is the end. The Lord <laughs> will be back before I'm ever 18. Yeah. No marriage and family for me. Um, of course, I'm still here. We're all still here. Uh, the rapture has not occurred yet. Not yet. Um, but that seemed crazy. Right. You know, when Irvin wrote in his book in the late 80s that the Berlin Wall was going to come down, mm-hmm. and then it did, well, before it did, that sounded crazy. Right. But then it happened. Yeah. So now we've been talking about some things that some people would say is kind of edgy, you know, why in the world would a Bible prophecy ministry talk about these things? Yeah. Well, it's because the Bible prophesied some things that would occur. Absolutely. That sound kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, a man that's going to say you need to work, you know, you need to pledge allegiance to me, you need to take this mark or else. Well, that yeah. doesn't happen except for in the movies, right? Right. But we're kind of seeing some of that. We are starting to see that. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, we do live in an age now where, you know, they talk about um, vehicles that pretty soon will be driving themselves down the road. You, you won't even have to 
to drive these vehicles down the road. I, I was reading an article yesterday that was talking about uh, because of some of the problems we've had with the trucking industry, which we're about to talk about here in a little bit, they've talked about some of these diesel trucks becoming robotic and actually driving themselves in the future. So you think about that. You think that might be far off. But I walked into a Sam's a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, a robot cleaning the floor. Mm-hmm. It was just going back and forth, you know, cleaning the floor. People have a smaller version of that robot in their house, yeah. and it's actually called iRobot. And it's mm-hmm. a little vacuum cleaner that goes to a, a charging pod. Who would have thought that we would have something like that in this it day and like age? sounds like the Jetsons. It does. It <laughs> sounds a lot like it. So to see things like this happening in our lifetime, and, and especially in our world right now, it's not hard to believe anymore. I mean, it's like, here it is. It's in your face. And you can put your full hat on if you want to, but we're here. So, yeah, we you know, are here. If you got them, you might want to put them on. <laughs> and today we're talking about the Build Back Better Society. Yeah. Does that not sound creepy to you? It does. Is that really a thing? Yeah, we've heard a lot of that. The Build Back from, Better Society? Well, not the society, but we've heard the slogan being said over and over by our current president. You know, that's all he's talked about, him and... Uh, Kamala Harris have talked about that uh, all job, through. Man. Thank you. All through their, uh, you know, presidency, they've talked about Build Back Better. And uh, here in a little bit, we're going to try to play a clip that's going to show you a little bit more about that slogan and where it comes from and what it has to do with what we're talking about today. So, well, I just searched the Build Back Better Society because I don't know where that came from, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to be a term. But it is. Yes, it is. There's a group of people mm-hmm. who are promoting a Build Back Better campaign. Yeah. And what is that going to lead to? Well, I guess we know they're, they're not being shy about it. Right. They're, they're saying that a great reset's coming. Yeah, that's exactly what the plan is. And, uh, and it's not just a great reset of uh, an economic system. It's, this is going to be the new world order. Mm-hmm. That's what they're shooting for, the new world order, where... We've had video where we've shown Klaus Schwab saying you will own nothing and you will be happy. Mm-hmm. That's their plan. Mm-hmm. And they're moving forward with it. And it's moving at a faster rate than what I think even we suspected that it would. So that, I guess that allows for us to ask the question, in order to accomplish that, where would they stop? Like, what wouldn't mm-hmm. they do? Yeah, well, that's, that's a very good question. And because we have Bible prophecy, we can see that... They're going to stop at nothing. If you do not agree with this, what does it say is going to happen if you don't take the mark of the beast, if you won't worship the beast? He calls us all that won't do this to be killed. Heads are going to roll. Yeah. Literally. Abs- absolutely. That's what it says. People will be beheaded because of their uh, standing up against this system. So are we trying to spread fear? Because that sounds scary. No, but we're living in a time where fear seems to be rampant right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why we're talking about this, to explain that so far this is not it. But, man, they are, they are ramping things up and what to look for. And, and maybe before it's over with this afternoon, we could even talk about what we believe America's role in this will be. We'll see. And we'll, we'll be taking your questions as well. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8. Four six three. Um, as you all know, there is a war going on presently. Russia has invaded Ukraine, and there's you know there's some people speculating what that might mean too. And I'll leave that for you to draw your own conclusions and uh, decide on. But nonetheless, 
Um, we do know from our partners at the Jewish Agency that there is a tremendous need for the Jewish people to make Aliyah. They brought out 3,000 people from Ukraine um, in 2000 and uh, last year in 2021 alone. They anticipate that number being more like 8,000 this year because of the circumstances there. Now, there's 200,000 Jews in Ukraine presently. Um, so just three to 8,000 is a very small number um, out of those 200,000. But it's very expensive to get people out of a war zone presently. And so it's going to take you know close to $8 million to do that. We've told them we want to partner with them and help out. And so we presented that need to you. We figured out if half of you gave $250, the need will be met today. So you can participate in that. You can learn more by going to endtime.com slash Ukraine. Right now, there are tens of thousands of Jewish immigrants stranded in Ukraine as Russia invades city after city with no regard for human life. 3,000 Jews are ready to return to Israel today. The need for evacuation, shelter, flights, and emergency housing, nearly $10 million. The Jews in Ukraine need your help. If half of you gave just $250 toward this need, it would be met in full today. Please consider giving to help Jews safely escape Ukraine. To give or learn more, go to endtime.com slash Ukraine or call 800-END-TIME. That's endtime.com slash Ukraine or 800-363-8463. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Today we're talking about the Build Back Better Society. We're going to get into what that means and talk a little bit about what the plan is for the future from these folks that are in the Build Back Better Society and see what the Bible has to say about that. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you that Dave and Jana Robbins and Doug and Tina Norvell will be in Gladewater, Texas. I believe it's next week. Is it next week? Doug? Yeah, it'll be the 12th and 13th. Okay. Yeah, that's next Saturday and Sunday. Okay. So Saturday night at 6 and then Sunday morning at 10. And that's our home church that Tina and I attend in Gladewater, Texas. So uh, if anybody in the East Texas area, Tyler, Longview, uh, Gilmer, anywhere around there, 
Uh, or anywhere, but, right? Yeah, anywhere. I Come mean, you're more out. than welcome. Come on out. It's a two-hour drive from DFW, but, hey, it's a beautiful drive. And Gladewater is like the um, capital of antiquing. So if you're oh. into antiques. Come a little early on Saturday. Come early on Saturday. Spend the day in Gladewater. they got some great little cafes down there, and you can do a lot of shopping. And mm-hmm. then come to the conference at night. Did We're the having, mayor pay for you to say this? No, it's just, it's a really cool okay. town. You really would like it. I mean, Elvis Presley even recorded an album downtown because they have a recording studio down there. Johnny Cash, a bunch of people actually have been in Gladewater, Texas. And there's some, some little things about that, too, along the, the trail. So you could come in and check out the shopping and the food and then come to the conference at night. And then I think our church is even having like a uh, Mexican dinner afterwards for anybody that wants to hang out and talk to Dave afterwards and have a taco. Is Tina making her green sauce? Yes. That would be worth the two-hour drive. <laughs> it really would be. <laughs> that, that's Sunday or Saturday? That'll be Saturday evening when they do that. The yeah. Mexican dinner is on Saturday evening. Yeah. All right, so, well. Hey, how about that? You can learn more about the venue. Get the address specifically uh, at endtime.com slash events, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME, or you can uh, connect with Doug if you need to know more about what the best bed and breakfast is to stay there in Gladewater. I'm sure he has a list. Um, <laughs> but, um, all right. Yeah. Go to Gladewater. Enjoy the conference. Let's talk about Build Back Better, Doug. Let's do it. Uh, there's a story right out of the um, Western Standard, and it's about what's happening in Canada specifically, but around the world as well. Uh, it says potentially additional personal data, such as a person's sexuality, mm-hmm. credit score, criminal record, Gun license status and vaccine status could be included in a digital ID. Yeah. Is that new? I mean, this is something that I I didn't know that they were going to have all these things in there, but I knew they were going to have a lot of your personal information when they want to establish this. And, you know, the the crazy thing about it, Vince, is I don't know when it says a person's sexuality, I, I don't know if that means if you... Good or luck. if you have gender identity crisis or whatever is going on there, I don't want to get into that too much. But when you figure out what it means, yeah, it'll change. I know exactly. But but then you got things like your credit score. And remember, we talked about a social credit sto- score mm-hmm. in China that they have. Well, this is something that they're kind of modeling this after. Where you know, like say for instance, you go in to buy your dog a bag of dog food at PetSmart or something. And and they can look at this ID and they can say, wait a second, you haven't had your COVID-19 vaccination. Sorry, we can't let you in the store without that. And you would be turned away. That's the kind of things that they're talking about this ID being able to do because it's going to also include your vaccine status. Things that we had HIPAA laws for in the past now will be on your data card that they can just scan or your phone. You know, I saw a picture of the phone with the the little uh, QR QR code code, and you could just scan that and it tells everything about you. Well, you already have to do that to get to a menu at a restaurant. So yeah. it's just going to be Absolutely. all encompassed into one thing and so convenient. Yeah, it's just made it really convenient. You don't have to get your card or cash out of your wallet. It just right. takes it right from that account. Yeah. Super convenient. Yeah. Why wouldn't anyone do it? Now, Doug, um, being facetious there, of course, I don't want anybody to quote us saying that, but um, I think, you know, people hear this stuff and they automatically go, I will never take a chip in my body anywhere. Right. Um, so they're going, I'm never going to have the mark of the beast because I'll never go to that step. Right. This digital ID is not talking about a chip that's mm-hmm. being implanted. Right. Um, but 
you know, I guess, what is it, the, the gateway to that? Yeah, you know, we, we use that word precursor a lot. And uh, some people, sometimes I get a little upset that we use it so much, but this is definitely that. And, you know, you think about uh, this. Now, I know in the scriptures, in Revelation 13, it, it says things in there like, uh, in the Greek, mean to poke or to prod when it talks about the mark. So it does sound like it's going to be something that's under your skin. And so people might say, well, I'll do this, but I won't do that. Mm -hmm. But if all your data is already there and it could just be transferred into something else, I mean, it's very scary where we are right now in this situation. And when I say scary, I don't mean that it makes me frightened and I'm afraid. I just mean it's scarily close to what the mark of the beast is going to be. Well, yeah, and and we say, like, automatically that, well, I will never partake in that. Right. But when they say we're not going to give, like, if you you need baby formula, Mm -hmm. we're not giving baby formula to you unless you comply with this. Right. Or you can't hold a job unless you comply with this. Yeah. Or you have a very severe illness that you need medication for. You don't get that prescription until you comply. All of a sudden, you go from, I'll never do that, to, well, it's probably not the mark of the beast. But, I mean, (laughs) I guess it probably wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe they'll be inserting chips before it's actually the mark of the beast. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about it, Vince, is part of of the mark of the beast is going to be uh, worshiping the beast, worshiping the Antichrist, that one world government. And it's going to be like really just bowing down to it. When you think about worship, uh, you know, a lot of times, Vince, when we think about worship, we may think about it in different ways. But honestly, it, if people would look at, because let's just say this, for instance, I go to a church where, and, and you go to a church, where, mm-hmm. where when we worship the Lord, we raise our hands. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might shout. Sometimes we might uh, dance. But we're going to praise the Lord. We're going to cry out loud. We're going to cheer for God. We're going to praise Him and we're going to worship Him. And a lot of people find that uncomfortable when they're in church. But they'll go to a concert on Saturday night to see whoever. And they'll be up there jumping up and down with their hands raised, screaming and hollering and dancing. So we're that at home on their couch. Yeah. Well, where the bachelor doesn't pick the right woman. It's like, (laughs) come on. So where do we draw our lines on what worship is? And and when do we start to realize, wait a second, maybe it wouldn't be as hard to worship that beast and his image if I think of it in those terms. And that's what I kind of want everybody to kind of think about today as we're going down through this, because I just want you to make sure that you're not doing this. And we need to try to stop this kind of data from going anywhere. I said at the beginning that we might actually get into where we believe the America will be in this system. But they're talking about doing this here. And parts of the article talk about New York mm-hmm. and how they've already started doing this in New York City. And they're talking about doing it in California next. So we are, we are close to following this as well. And they've already started it in Australia and in China and many other places. Yeah. So this information is absolutely critical uh, for us to know about, for us to understand a little bit better, for us to look at the Bible and compare to what's going on. So this is a perfect time to tell you that you need to share this video because it's information that you, your family, and your friends need to know about. This isn't some futuristic thing that's coming in you know, a thousand years from now. It's happening today. It's actually been happening already for probably years, Doug, at this yeah. point. And so we need to know more about this, and we need to know that there's groups of people that support this fully they are all the policy they write all the meetings they attend maybe not all but a lot of the meetings they attend a lot of what they do 
is geared toward advancing this agenda. And so, uh, as creepy as that sounds, we're not trying to make it creepy. It's just this is what's happening and we want you to know about it. So be sure to hit the share button. Be sure to hit the heart icon. It helps us get the message out a little bit further. So thank you so much for that. Uh, The article goes on to say, Paper licenses and plastic cards are old technology and should be replaced with a brand new biometric digital ID system, according to Neil Parmeter, uh, Parmenter, President and CEO of the Canadian Bankers Association. Western developed nations are wholeheartedly embracing the new digital frontier. Their government agencies and commercial sectors have embarked on an energetic exploration of the promises of a robust and comprehensive digital ID system. So let me just stop you there for just a second because I just want to say, look at where it's starting. That's something that's major that we need to talk about before we're done here because Canada, right across our border, just our northern neighbor there, that really in a lot of ways is like America. They are they're starting to develop this and wanting to make this something that is just normal for all Canadians. And it, I don't believe it's going to stop there, not with the other information that the article talks about. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to kind of say, let everybody let that settle in for a second, because just a couple of weeks ago, Canada did something drastic that we wouldn't have expected Canada to do. And we'll talk about that when you get done here. Well, Doug, not to, not to um, totally hijack the conversation, but um, I would suggest that this system is in place already. Yeah. I would suggest that in America and everywhere in the world where smartphones and Internet access is available, this system's in place. It's just not being used. Well, being used to where it's going to stop you from buying a home right. or having a job or what. And, and I, honestly, in some cases, it's probably being used in that way as well. It could be. But it's not a promoted system that we're all signed up for. Right. But they're tracking things. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's creepy how much they're tracking things, yeah. how much they influence what's in front of your eyes. And this is what get, gets back to the worship conversation. Yeah. You know, if we track what we do every day. You know, if we stop and go, okay, for the first 15 minutes of my day, this is what I did, mm-hmm. and then I did this, and then I did, if I if I did that, if we all did that, um, I think it would be fascinating and actually disappointing in some cases. I mean, I don't know, yeah. I don't, I can't speak for everyone, but I can tell you that I'm not necessarily doing everything that is the best thing all morning long. Right. You know, I get on social media. I do all that stuff. Like I get on email and check that. I do all that stuff. Right. Well, by doing that, I'm engaging in this system. Yeah. And it's tracking what I do. It's tracking how things interact with me and how I respond to that. And so it is building it's, this it's system. It's tracking in even what we say because we've had conversations, you and I, in yeah. my office. And then, boom, I would get something about it on my Facebook page. And so it, they track even our conversations yeah. and listen to that. So yeah, you're you're absolutely right. The system's here. Yeah. And beware, I guess, yeah, and do absolutely. what you can do. Uh, the article goes on to say in its white paper titled Canada's Digital ID Future, a federated approach, the CBA outlined its thesis on the transition from current standard analog ID and personal authentication to a nationwide infrastructure overhaul. The paper explains that passwords, SIM cards, and all manner of documentation hard copies are cumbersome and potentially entirely unnecessary. 
I agree 100%. I hate paper. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I don't like that. I, I am happy to be digital. Yeah. And then I start thinking about this, and I go, oh, I better print some stuff <laughs> off. I better use a whole ream of paper on right. something. Um, so, you know, I, the thing that jumps out at me so far in this article is they go, that's old technology. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the way it used to be done and stuff like that. And, you know, since the invention of the smartphone, Really, it started with iPhone, even though there were some smartphones before that. They come out with new updates, software updates. Yeah. And if you don't comply, that changes the, your phone a little bit. Yeah. Or if you don't get the latest and greatest. So they're all, they've geared us into thinking, you got to get the upgrade. Oh, yeah. And now, so they use this language saying, don't be part of that old technology. You don't want to be like your grandma. Yeah, you don't want to use paper and plastic. Yeah, all that stuff. So they're yeah. they're painting the picture here that this is bad <laughs> stuff. Right. The paper stated the advantages to the federa- federated digital uh, ID system are clear for Canada, unlike a centralized identity framework that puts the control of identity under one key player. Yeah. A federated identity system leverages multiple systems eliminating reliance on a single service provider. In other words, there is no single point of control or failure that can compromise the entire system. A federated model would also align with Canada's federal structure by creating linkages between provincial and federal government identity management systems. What is that saying, Doug? Okay, so this is one of the things that... I'm hoping we get to the video about Klaus Schwab later that we have. Well, let's get to Be- it. Because the thing about it is there. this is telling us that there's nothing that can bring this down. Once this system's set up, there's no single service provider that it goes uh, through several points of control and it can't be compromised. Okay, so if this system is is set up right now, like you said you believe it might be, uh, there's nothing that can happen like uh, any kind of hacks into the system. They're trying to make you feel like this is safe. You're not going to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Even though all your information is out there, it's going to be okay because there's several points that you can't go one avenue and get this information from. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, I think they throw that in there to kind of lull you to sleep and make you think everything's going to be okay if you do this. And is everything going to be okay? Well, no, not if this ends up being part of the technology that turns into the mark of the beast. It's not going to be okay at all. Well, and why wouldn't it be, though? Why wouldn't it be part of that technology? This is going to be a way. Remember what he did, what Trudeau did uh, with the the truckers when they were protesting against the... Last week, I remember. against the COVID-19. What did they do? Shut down your bank accounts. And if everything you have is digital, they can shut you down and you can't function in society. That's why it's dangerous. All right. There's a lot more information like that, so don't go anywhere. We will be taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-IN-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. We're talking about the Build Back Better Society. There's uh, systems in place, then they're being implemented, and they're already implemented in some cases, and they're going to contain information like your uh, sexuality and your gun license status and your vaccine status and who knows what else it'll include. And that's coming to an area near you right this moment. It's actually... Um, being talked about in America, it's happening in Canada, it's happening in China, it's happening in Australia, and many places around the world. And so you need to know about this that's coming. That way you can prepare, you can know what the Bible says about it. And you know, one of the big reasons we want to tell you about it is so you don't freak out when it does come, because we don't want you to be scared. We don't want you to lock up in your house and put your triple mask on and say, I'm never going to take that. We don't want you to be scared about this that's coming. The Bible says that this stuff is coming, but thankfully it doesn't end there. Thankfully, we are on, I hope we're all on, the side of Jesus. And so when, we're, when we make that decision and we live that way, um, we can rest assured that we're going to have peace, we're going to have joy, we're going to have freedom. We don't have to worry or fret about these things that are coming, but we can walk right into the storms and say, you know, no matter what comes my way, I've got Jesus on my side. And so... Or rather, I'm on his side. And so that's where we want to get you. We want you to know about this stuff that's coming. We want to make sure that your relationship with the Lord is where it needs to be and help guide you along the way if we can and um, just serve you in whatever capacity we can in that regard. And so don't be scared about what we're talking about. It is a reality. It is happening. But at the same time, it's not something to get freaked out about because... Um, everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. Now, we're talking about an article that goes into detail about, about what's happening with this um, digital ID. Let's get down to... Doug's start, telling me to do something. Yeah, because of time, go down there to where that paragraph starts, uh, Canada's strong financial institution. All right, I'll skip a little bit uh, and go to... It, it goes, the, the article will pick back up here. It says, Canada's strong financial institutions must play a key role the World Economic Forum stated in its report, financials, financial institutions should champion efforts to build digital ID systems and lead the creation and implementation of identity platforms. 
Paraminder added, the World Economic Forum agrees banks and financials, excuse me, financial institutions should lead the path forward for digital ID. Banks are highly regulated and trusted. They have advanced cybersecurity and privacy technology, and they have the infrastructure to operate provincially and nationally. Canada and the CBA is formulating its digital ID revolution under the backings of the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and its ambitious projects to digitize the globe. The WEF's own white paper, Digital Policy Playbook, 2017 approaches the national digital governance. You need to look that one up. If you yeah. want to, uh, uh, it's it's not really an interesting read. It's a white paper, so it's very technical and scientific. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of uh, information. And it's from 2017. That's what I was going to point out. <laughs> uh, like I said, it's been being talked about for a while. Uh-huh. Check that paper out. The article wraps up by saying, introducing its global digital project. The WEF said this in its white paper introduction. With its quote, with its mandate to improve the state of the world, the World Economic Forum is embracing this challenge through its new digital protocol network on national digital policy. Through this work, the forum intends to catalyze the prototyping of agile digital governance solutions, i.e., digital protocols, so that the trustworthiness, accountability, fairness, and inclusion of all stakeholders can be more fully addressed. Now, Vince, remember what Klaus Schwab said about Canada, about Justin Trudeau in particular. He said that he came out of his school, uh, Young Global uh, Leaders School, and that uh, not only Trudeau, but a lot of his cabinet also were from his school. They had graduated from his school. So it's, it's no surprise that we're seeing that the World Economic Forum backs this up and that it's tied in with Canada and with their leader, Justin Trudeau. Remember, we talked about it a while ago, what he did with this emergency act declaration a few weeks ago with the truckers. He shut down the bank accounts. And remember that some of them got around that because they had cash on hand and they could still go to a store and buy some gas or they could go buy food, whatever they needed. And those that didn't, they had people bringing that to them. But once he shut their banking system down, had they not had cash, they they wouldn't have been able to do anything. Everything would have been frozen. That's what they want, folks. That's where we're going with this, Vince, is because we're moving to a system where the uh, one world order can stop you from doing anything they don't want you to do. So they can put economic sanctions on you personally. It's not, you know, we're talking a lot about Russia having these economic sanctions set on them because they've invaded uh, Ukraine and because of the war that's going on there right now. Uh, A lot of those sanctions don't really make any sense since Russia is in control of all the fuel and everybody's paying them for fuel. They got to have their fuel. So Russia's still getting money. So even though there's economic sanctions on Russia, who's paying for that? It's not Putin. He doesn't worry about it. It's the people. It's the people of Russia. But what they want to do is make this to where it's individual. And that's where the mark of the beast will come in. They'll be able to individually sanction you and control you and make you do the things they want you to do. Like an example that you gave well ago, having to take care of your children. So these kind of things are what they have in store. If we move to this system, if we don't begin to stand up against it, this is where we're heading. And so... uh, if you don't think that this is 
what Vince said before, the Built Back Better Society that's pushing this. We have a video that's going to show you some of the key players in that. And before we do that, Doug, I, I did want to ask you, what you mentioned was the what happened in Canada and mm-hmm. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would never do that, right? <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, would they actually do? I mean, well, here's don't the you thing. think there would be a, you know, a major outpour of society if that actually happened? So. I would hope so. But here's the deal right now that a lot of people may not even be aware of. We have a trucker convoy right now that left from California a couple of days ago. Uh, I read an article just before we came in here that they were in Monroe, Louisiana yesterday, and now they're headed up to Washington, D.C. So what if once these guys get up there, Joe Biden does exactly what Justin Trudeau does? He files an emergency act and he shuts down the bank accounts of not only these truck drivers, but anybody who financially supports them or gives them any kind of support. What if I put it on my social media that, hey, I stand behind the trucker convoy? I mean, they could go, hey, Doug Norvell is behind these truckers, so guess what? Shutting your bank account down. I mean, it, it could happen here. I that know could that happen in the United States of America. With, with, well, let's watch this video and see if they're on the video talking about this at all. Good idea. <laughs> Of course, we also want to work together on building back better from the pandemic, a slogan that I I think that uh, uh, Joe uh, has used uh, several times. I think think he may have nicked it from us. Once we shut down the virus and deliver economic relief to workers and businesses, then we can start to build back better than before. But it is undoubtedly an opportunity for us to work together and build back better. Build back better. As the world recovers, we have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. And building back better our economy and society. We owe it to future generations to build back better and base our recovery on solid foundations. The second plank in Build Back Better advances racial equity by mobilizing our infrastructure. Together we can fix this. Let's build back better. Building back better after disasters is also vital to prevent creating new risks. Together, we can build a safer world. Four sets of priorities can guide the response to build back better. You know what Donald Trump will do with four more years? Blame, bully, and belittle. And you know what Joe Biden will do? Build back better. So, a lot of familiar faces there. I'm sorry. Sure, uh, and, and it came from the UN. It, yeah, that's where it started. 2004, they started using Four or 14. I, it said 2004 on that video right there. Huh. Yeah, that's a long time, Vince, to be thinking about this. And so, remember the article that we showed a few weeks ago when we talked about the World Economic Forum and what Klaus Schwab was talking about, the leaked video. It came from 2017. In that article, we didn't read all of that article, but we gave a link to that so people could go back and read it themselves. But in that article, it talked about how they were wanting to have a crisis that would shut down the small businesses that wouldn't play ball with them and then increase the businesses of those large companies that would. So you think about the pandemic and you think about the mom and pop shops that were closed down because of COVID, but who got to stay open? Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, the Pelosi's major. hairdresser? 
<laughs> yeah, people well, like that. That's true. And uh, so, yeah, not now. I don't know if Pelosi's hairdresser was a a large company or not, but they were one of those mom and pops that got to stay up at least until they leaked the video. Now they're probably no longer in business. But the the key to the whole thing is it goes back to the World Economic Forum. It goes back to the UN. It goes back to world government. And this is something they've been planning. So Build Back Better wasn't something Joe Biden come up with for his presidential nomination when he was running for president. It wasn't his line that he came up with to build back better. He used that because it was a hashtag that everybody's using that are world government leaders within their own countries. And don't anybody ever say anything else about Donald Trump's hair because that dude. (laughs) Boris Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. Um, All right. We have a lot more information to cover, a little bit of time. We do want to get to your calls. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to John in New York. John, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I wanted to just touch base on your digital ID that you guys were talking about in Canada. Yes, sir. So I was wondering what your take was on digital currencies, CBDCs, and Bitcoin, and how Bitcoin and CBDCs and digital currencies have been used to aid the trucker convoy and help avoid sanctions, and if it is the mark of the beast as well. John, I'm glad you brought that up. And the reason why I'm glad is because I had a talk with Dave Robbins today to talk to him about that because I knew somebody was going to call up and talk to us about this. And it's great that you brought it up because this is what Dave and I talked about. Now, we right now, everything's speculation, you understand, John, because we haven't, yes, sir. Uh, you know, we don't have enough information on how things are going to happen. But here's what we think could possibly happen, okay? And, and remember, this is speculation on our part. We think that the Bitcoin and these other digital currencies are driving a wedge and they're a thorn in the side of these one-worlders. And that's why they're trying to figure out ways to get a hold of this digital currency because we believe that that digital currency may be a way around the mark of the beast. We don't know that for sure, but but it could be. And it seems like it is because they're wanting to create their own digital currency and try to run those out of business. So... That is a very good question, and hopefully that will be something that we'll learn more about uh, here in the, in the very near future. And I know there, we get calls all the time and emails from people saying, hey, should I invest in Bitcoin or should I invest in gold and things like that? Well, we don't, we don't give financial advice here because we're a prophecy ministry, but that is one possibility that we've looked at. Thank you for your call, John. We're up against a break, so we've got to let you go. I'll emphasize there that Doug said speculation. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're saying, but it's possible. So don't go and tell everyone that we're saying that's a way around the mark of the beast. You can join us on the phone at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you today. We're talking about the Build Back Better Society and what's happening with the World Economic uh, Forum and how that's going to impact all of us and what the Bible has to say about it. Before we get to our calls, I do want to remind you that Dave and Jana and Doug and Tina will be in Gladewater, Texas. Dave will be teaching on the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom on Saturday, March 12th at 6 p.m. And I understand from Doug that there'll be a Mexican dinner for anyone who wants to come. So Tina's making her green sauce. Doug's wife's name is Tina. She makes amazing green sauce, and you will want to come just for that, if that nothing straight else. jalapeno, so you better come wanting some Bring water. your water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave will also be teaching Sunday morning, March 13th at 10 a.m. on Breaking Prophecy News. So be sure to come out. Doug won't be teaching there, but he'll be around. You can uh, meet him and hang out a little bit. And uh, like he said, that dinner after the Saturday night session will be available for everyone. So there's not going to be some VIP room where Doug's hiding out in the back and Dave's hiding out in the back. We just hang out with everybody that comes. So uh, you're welcome to join us. You can learn more about the event, uh, the address of the venue, different things like that by going to endtime.com slash events, or you can give us a call at 800-END-TIME. also want to remind you about our uh, partnership with the Jewish, Jewish Agency. We've been doing work with them for many years at this point. Uh, because of your generous, generous support, we've, we've been able to help hundreds of Jews make Aliyah over the years. Uh, it's very expensive to uh, make that happen where Jews um, go back to Israel and incorporate into society and contribute there. That's a big passion of ours. We've got hours of content explaining why that is. I won't take the time today, but uh, many of you know all about that. There is a tremendous need right now for Jews to make Aliyah from the country of Ukraine. Obviously, with the circumstances there, it's become uh, kind of urgent for some of them. There's 200,000 Jews in Ukraine. Not all of them are trying to get out, but even 3,000 Jews trying to get out cost about $8 million right now because of uh, the circumstances. And so overall, though, that's that's somewhat cheap. It's about $2,800 per person, and that gets an international flight. That gives them housing for three months, food, and uh, training for how to... And, uh, how to get into the society there in Israel compared to what they've always known in Ukraine or wherever they may be from. And so it's fairly cheap considering. However, we know that it's a very costly um, uh, program to do. And so we figured out if half of you gave $250, this would be over today. So uh, if you would like to help with that, you can go to endtime.com Ukraine. There's more information there about it. Uh, if you want to do it over the phone, give us a call at 800 endtime We'd greatly appreciate it. All right, let's go to Ray in Vermont. Ray, welcome to Into the Age. Hello. Hi, Ray. How you doing? Um, I'm just calling, and I wanted to comment on the Build Back Better. Yes, but, sir. Um, yeah, it's uh, oh, the, 
the, the people in the world that are trying to organize this, and I, and I understand that. Uh, We're having a little hard time to, hearing you, Ray. It sounds like you're kind of far away from your phone. Okay, just a second. Let me see if I can. Am I better now? That's a much better. What, what's your question today, Ray? It wasn't a question. It was a comment. I'm just, I just wanted to say that I'm so hopeful for the Christian world, and I can't wait for the return of Jesus Christ because these people that are doing all these things are unhinged on the left and around the world that are doing this Build Back Better and uh, the Great Reset and all these things. And it all leads to one place, and, and it comes from one place, and that's from not mm-hmm. from anything of God, but it's of uh of the enemy. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your call and your comment. We appreciate you um, calling in and sharing your perspective on that. We agree. We are not real fond of the situation either. Yeah, well, I mean, he's exactly right because the scripture does tell us that the dragon gives the world government his power to seek great authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be the same thing with the economic side of it, the same thing with the religious side of it. It's all going to be driven by Satan. And and so yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's all to enslave us and make us, you know, captive to the world government. So absolutely. I agree one hundred percent. All right. If you've ever wanted to be on the show, today is your day. We've got some time left and we have open lines. You can join us at eight seven seven in time, eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. If you call right now, it's almost a guarantee that you'll get on. So do that. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. All right, Doug, we've got this last article here. I don't know. Do we want to cover everything in it? Do you want to Probably hit not because I, I do want to talk about that last video and show that. So Should we, we get right to the video now? Um, or you better explain it, huh? Yeah, so basically what I'm kind of setting this up, and this may generate even some more people that want to call in and talk about this, because before COVID hit, Vince, they uh, projected it out to the public. They began to say things like, Donald Trump would face a pandemic of some sort, some type of virus that would come along. It was almost like they were preparing us a year or two years before COVID ever got here to let us know that this was something that was on the horizon. And so this is what the effects of COVID-19 was. Remember, one of their greatest slogans that they use is never waste a good crisis. And so there was a crisis through COVID. Uh, It was a pandemic. Uh, it struck the world. It was worldwide and it shut down economies. It locked us indoors for months at a time, uh, you know, for almost a whole year. A lot of people have lost a year and there are still people who are scared to death to go out in public uh, without, you know, wearing a face covering and they want to stand their social distancing. Don't and, do it around DeSantis. Right. I know. I saw that. But but this is all it it all ties into that build back better society, Vince. It all goes back to the plan that they had. They're using that whether or not this was a pandemic or if it wasn't, if it was just a natural thing. That's a trigger word, Doug. I know it is. And I apologize, YouTube, but there you go. It's out there. But the thing is, is whether or not this was something that was organized or orchestrated by uh, the Build Back Better Society from way back in 2004 are not. The, the situation is, is that they're using it as a platform. They're using it as a, uh, a board to project what they want to do next. And so talking about what we're talking about here, it seems like now, and especially if you saw our State of the Union address the other night after it was over, I mean, it was 
hugging and loving and high-fiving and, and shaking no hands. And no mask right up on each other. No, no, social, no distancing. social distancing. It appears as though that is being pushed to the back. And now we're seeing World War III. We're seeing Russia. We're seeing all this. So what could the next big thing be? And that's what we want to get to this video. This is going to be a video of Klaus Schwab giving us. Who's a pre- that? Klaus Schwab, the leader, the head of the World Economic Forum. They're going to recognize him the minute they is hear Is he the voice. Antichrist? <laughs> you know what? We'll have to have a show about we'll to, that Do we day. do shows like we, that? We might have to have a show. I don't know if we ever do like them like that. that. So after the COVID-19, what could the next crisis be to help springboard this uh, economical plan that they have? So let's, let's look at that video. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Cyber pandemic? Yeah. And notice... All the words he used, it might have been a little hard to understand some of the words he's using. That Personally, I'm just going to say this. When I hear his voice, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Because it, it just reminds he's me like of He's like the, the bad guy from a movie. Yeah, it's like a James Bond movie, and he's <laughs> the bad guy. So Dr. Evil. But anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, it, it feels like what he's saying is exactly what we just talked about. They, he said we've got to use the COVID-19 as a way to uh, prepare ourselves for what's going to happen next. And he talks about the cyber world and he talks about banking in there. So he's, he, what he's letting us know is that this is coming. There's going to be a cyber attack. Now think about that for a second, Vince. If they could shut us down because of a virus and get us all in our homes and stay away from each other, what if they can shut down everything? What if they could shut down the Internet, the TV, everything? What if our cars didn't run anymore? It what sounds if, like you're spreading fear. I know. That's, People it, are going to listen to this and go, it's not me. It's he's Klaus trying Schwab. to scare us. It's Klaus Schwab that's <laughs> spreading the fear. Well, what's the he's good news? He's trying to get you ready for something. The good news is that, that they're projecting it to us, and we can see that this is a plan. They're wanting to set this up, and that's the way they're planning on setting it up, I believe. I believe that that is, and like I said, I believe this. This is what I think He's getting you ready for. I think Klaus Schwab is trying to get you prepared for the fact that, hey, we're going to shut down the Internet and everything. You talk about people panicking at that point. And so the the great thing about all this is that we don't have to be afraid. People ask me all the time, hey, should I prepare? You know, should I get uh, things for an emergency? I think everybody always ought to be prepared. You know, you never know what's going to happen. We had tornadoes break out, you know, in the middle of Rowlett, Texas, a couple of Christmases ago. And people were not uh, ready for it, and it destroyed their home, and they, they didn't even have anywhere to live after that. We should always be prepared because if we don't have to take care of ourselves personally, we might have to take care of our neighbor. So, so, yeah, I think you ought to prepare for things. 
And I think that maybe this is a, a sign right here that they're getting ready for some other form of way to push their agenda. And it may be a cyber attack. All right. Well, Kim has given us a call. So we, we said we would take the call. So let's get to Kim. Kim from Indiana. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Thank you, guys. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment about what you said a little bit ago um, about the other countries um, um, all talking about the Build Back Better. Um, or did you? No, you didn't say that. I saw that um, about the. Uh, no, you, you showed. I'm sorry. You showed the program and the uh, the, the video, and they were all talking mm-hmm. about the Build Back Better. Sorry, um, and and I appreciate that because from the beginning, uh, when Joe Biden was running, and he kept talking about Build Back Better, and I'm like, Build what back better? Mm-hmm. We were better with Trump. Everything was better with Trump. And I'm like, where's this guy coming from? And not one other soul since his campaigning, except for you guys now, has said the same thing um, or talked about the same thing. And I'm like, we, we were better. There was no building back better. We could maybe add to it, mm-hmm. I suppose. But he just tore everything down. Absolutely yeah. everything that was good, he has tore down. So... Anyways, that was just a comment I wanted to make that I had to voice to somebody. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Kim. God yeah. bless you. Yeah. Now, Kim mentioned that it was the beginning when Biden was talking about it. But as that video pointed out, the U.N. was talking about it yeah, a couple a decades a before Biden started using it. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear that this is bigger than Biden. This is bigger than America. Yeah. This is a worldwide thing that is being promoted globally. Yeah. So so here's the hope, Vince. You know, we, we want to end on a highlight. Please right? do. So the thing is, is that we see in Bible prophecy, it appears as though America will not be part of that one world government. OK, so the way that we see that is we see the wings of the eagle that are helping Israel in Revelation twelve fourteen. We don't see the eagle in that one world beast, but we see the lion, the bear and the leopard. So the hope there is that we will get pulled out of this one world government and we'll be able to stand up against this stuff. But we're going to watch it every day and we're going to report on it every day and help people understand what's happening. Should we do shirts that we were better? <laughs> I like that idea. Thanks, Ken, from Indiana. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. We'll see you then. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.